What do we hope and expect to see at Sony's PlayStation E3 conference? Let's speculate this all together. Hello and welcome to episode three of Triangle Squared. Um, what we want to do with today's episode is kind of go over what we expect to see, realistic expectations of what we expect to see yeah. at the E3 conference this year for Sony, uh, and then we kind of want to go off into our wildest, uh, wildest hyped dreams of uh, of games or announcements that we generally want to see for the E3 announcement. So hopefully you'll stick with us uh, when it comes time to get to that episode. But you know what, Saul, I haven't seen you all week. You haven't. Who are we, though? We're your host. Hold on, hold on. I haven't seen you all week. I just said your damn name. But they don't know who your name is. They'll get to that. I've been playing Dark Souls 3 still. I'm oh, boring. God damn it. Dark Souls 3 <laughs> still, Saul? Uh, you son a, of a bitch. It's a long platinum, really. Do you know you have to go to like New Game Plus 2 to get the platinum? Because there's rings in New Game Plus 1, and it's it's different. So Did You not have? You technically have to do a second playthrough, technically, of Bloodborne to get a Bloodborne to get a platinum oh yeah um and i mean to get your multiple endings because technically it's three uh, three endings right if you don't try and play the save, save system yeah. yeah um yeah and it's uh it's just a little kind of grindy um if you follow our twitter you'll know that i picked up persona 5 and dying light the um i don't know what that dying light one is it's like the dlc all included yeah the it's really fun though. i guess it's the game of the year edition it's not it's not called that but yeah that's the complete edition yeah yeah because it comes with the i can't even remember the name of the dlc for that but i do remember what it, it had like a buggy and a whole different storyline yeah like, like a it, horde mode yeah so it's, uh, stuff. i actually started playing that before persona 5 because i didn't want to get into the story game okay okay i ended up getting one anyways without realizing that dying light story is actually pretty good um last night before i went to bed so i ended up Getting into some dying light. Played a little bit of that today when I kind of just woke myself up, and uh, it's actually really good. Okay. Uh, well, it's I, I wish you'd have told me. I would have. I would have hopped on and played with you, but that's okay. I ran to. I ran to the local game store on my break and um, didn't uh, did the texture. I, I picked up Persona Five and I was like, oh, I, I was kind of. A I impulse. got to GameStop right after you yesterday. Apparently, you went to the mall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Jake, went there. Jake told me. Yeah, I went there. Um, I don't remember what time it was. It was midday. Well, as you know. Uh, I finally picked up Batman. Uh, picked up Mass Effect Andromeda as well. I was talking about that last episode. Um, picked up Mass Effect, played it. I like it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong, it's not perfect, but I picked it up post-patch like we talked about in last week's episode. Patch seems to have done most of it well. There's still a couple of odd animations. I was going to say, how is it overall, though? Is it? Yeah, I mean, overall, I would say it's a 7.5 out of 10. I mean, oh. like that's my personal rating right now. I haven't beaten it. I'm not far enough, but I like the way the game plays. I think it's... I think it's kind of like a third-person Destiny. Yeah. And I mean, in general, look, feel, and kind of everything. If you just pulled Destiny back to third-person and changed the art style a little bit, you know, it's that weird kind of alien style and whatnot. Uh, but past uh, Mass Effect, I picked up um, Batman uh, Telltale series. Played it, beat it all the way through, got to Platinum. Great game. Actually yeah. really liked it. Uh, but I liked it because of the world of Batman. I like the characters. So I was like, okay, I want to reach out and see if there's any other Telltale games I like. I don't care for The Walking Dead show that much. I don't Correct. really care about Borderlands Worlds, like I told you. So I was kind of like, okay, well, let's go for The Wolf Among Us. So I picked that up yesterday and played the first episode. Uh, beat it right before y'all got here, actually, the, the first episode. It's pretty good so far. It's an interesting story. So Now, that game doesn't start out in like an apartment, does it? 
Uh, no, not really. I must be. I mean, it kind of it kind of does. Well, I was gonna say there's a game. It's not your apartment. That's all it comes down to. Well, it might be a um, was it D two D three? Is it another visual novel game that's called that? I feel like I played a visual novel game, and I thought that's what the, the Wolf Among Us was at first. Um, <laughs> but it was an X, it was an Xbox One game. <clears throat> I don't know. That's interesting. Huh. All right. Well, um, we spent enough time on that, so yeah. Not to drag it out too much, but yeah, I, I hope to beat the Wolf Among Us pretty soon, and to also go back to Mass Effect. I'm taking a little bit of a break because I was playing it a lot, but I will say the more that I've played it, the more I want to keep playing it. It's harder to put down, so that's a good thing for the game, in my opinion. So, uh, but how about we go ahead and uh, go over the drops? Oh yeah, sure. Um, but I guess before we do that, I am Brett since he, you know, had issues with this. But uh, other thing we wanted to announce is that initially we were going to do our channel page kind of through our Nartech um, parent channel idea. But what we're going to do now is our Twitter is going to be Triangle Squared, and we're, uh, you know, the slash or whatever you want to call it, our URL is Triangle S Q R D because some bastard took Triangle Squared. Yeah. If we'll, you're if you're watching bastard, I apologize. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have it in the description. We'll buy it from you too. A solid three pennies. But uh, we'll have it in the description. So you just give it a clink, uh, click. Uh, yeah, but what we want to do there is that anytime that you want to kind of just discuss with us any ideas for future episodes, topics, or any rebuttals, you can tweet at us if you'd prefer to email us. We have also set up an email specifically for this channel uh, or for this show so that, you know, if we ever do anything else with the Nartech channel, that we can kind of keep them separated. That email is going to be triangle squared podcast all spelled out that way the correct way at gmail.com so if you ever want to you know have a rebuttal to what we kind of talked about or have an opposing opinion or just want to give us your thoughts you can email us on there uh, and we'll talk about it um and when we get enough we can actually probably do a question and answer yeah, yeah that'd be segment cool. doing that'd be AMA. Fun. yeah uh, well until then we're gonna go ahead and hop into the drop for now sure so. uh first game on the drop um it's art of fighting and it's uh, the neo geo version so pretty interesting coming out um 420 which is a Thursday release. That's weird. Um, Art of Fighting is a fighting game released by SNK in, in 1992. Ryu, Ryo? Ryo? I, I keep wanting to say Ryu Hayabusa for some reason. Okay, I think Ryo. But go yeah, ahead. Ryo Sayazaki and Robert Garcia fight against numer numerous enemies to free Yuri Sakazuri, Sakazuri, something like that, who has been kidnapped by a mysterious person. Uh, second game, ATV Renova uh, Renegades Digital, coming out Friday release. Okay. Tuesday release. Tuesday release. If it doesn't have okay, a date, okay. it's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so prepare yourself for an extreme air and jaw-dropping showmanship in this nitro-charged ATV racing experience. Travel the world, visiting tracks in the USA, Thailand, England, Russia, Canada, and Mexico. Speed around 24 challenging courses, hitting epic jumps, and earning nitro by unleashing dozens of wild tricks. It's weird to see an ATV game It is. Nowadays. It's not 2004. Uh, um, that's kind of odd. But... Bandit Six Combined Arms comes out 419, and this is a VR game. It is. I was just about to say that. Um, grab your VR headset, and man, the tail guns. It's a Wednesday release. I didn't say it wasn't. I said it was digital. I don't know, but I'm saying that's a Wednesday release. What the hell? I wonder if they're going to do like Wednesday for VR games, maybe. I don't know. But uh, grab your he uh, VR headset and head. I can't speak today, apparently. Man the tail guns. Man the tail guns of a World War II bomber fending off swarms of attacking fighters, then be thrust into the heart of war, defending key positions against waves of incoming enemy forces. Sounds interesting for a VR title, for sure. Uh, this is a Friday release. It's Dark Souls 3, the Fire Fades Edition, which is, of course, Dark Souls 3 with all the DLC. 
delivers the complete Dark Souls 3 experience and includes this full game and season pass content, Ashes of Andriel, and the Ring City DLC expansions, which j- just came out recently. As fire fades and the world falls into ruin, prepare yourself once more to embrace the darkness. Fantastic game. What the fuck is this next game? Highly recommend it. It looks like Yoko. Demo, The Last Recital, which is a PS4 digital game. PS Vita digital game. What? Not PS4. Tuesday release. I'm picking this up. I just hope that nobody sees it and thinks it's some retarded person just typed in demo, but fucked up. (laughs) Demo, The Last Recital, is a rhythm music game in which the player must hit notes to the melody of the music. Enjoy the rich storytelling as well as tons of DLC content. A D, uh, rhythm game with story? Pretty cool. Disney Afternoon Collection, Tuesday release, PS4 Digital. Starring a cast of beloved Disney characters, the Disney Afternoon Collection takes you back to a golden era of gaming and afternoons filled with adventure. Hunt for treasure around the globe as Scrooge McDuck. Fight crime as the hero Darkwing Duck. Take to the skies as ace pilot Baloo the Bear and enjoy co-op as Chip and Dale take down the fat cat. Dude, that's awesome. I it used is. to love the Tailspin game. Now, here's the thing. I don't think I'm going to buy or play any of these because those games were garbage thinking back about it. Now, it could, prove, it could prove me wrong if I ever get a chance to just kind of download this and play them. They could be just great games again, but I think it's cool to play off nostalgia like that because people yeah. are going to pick them up and love them, and people still do love those old games anyway. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. So tail, yeah, but that's kind of interesting. Tailspin, Darkwing Duck. So these are all, I think, these are kind of from the uh, Sega Genesis, uh, maybe even early PS1 days, if I'm not mistaken. But. It's, it's funny you said that. Pin that thought for me on Sega Genesis. But uh, we got Flint Hook next, PS4 digital game, coming out on a Tuesday release. Mm-hmm. Live the life of Space Captain Flinthook. Armed with your mighty hookshot, your uncanny slow motion powers, and your trusty plasma pistol, plunder and fight your way through infinite variety of randomly assembled spaceships for treasure, loot, and fame. Sounds like a procedurally generated type game. I don't know if it's gone. They sell out pretty quickly on these, but you know limited run games? Yeah, uh, who where made they physical, print, yeah. They make pr- physical copies. This was one of the games where you can get it on uh, physical. That's so, pretty cool for people. I saw it earlier in the week. I didn't know what it was, but now that I'm seeing it's coming out, it kind of looks interesting. So. It does. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a game I'm pretty interested for. It's a PS4 and PS Vita cross-buy game. Tuesday release. It's Full Throttle Remastered. Released by Lucas Arts in 1995, Full Throttle is a classic graphic adventure game from industry legend Tim Schafer. Love his... Tim Schafer's awesome. Love his humor. Yep. Telling the story of Ben Throttle, the butt-kicking leader of biker game Polecats, who gets caught up in a tale of motorcycles, mayhem, and murder. Yeah, he's great. Um, I really... This is one of my weird hopes. I just hope they ever come out with a... HD remake of Brutal Legend. That game is just so oh, cool. That's a good game. I do like that game. Hero K PSVR game, Tuesday release. Prepare yourself for the and enter the awe-inspiring world of virtual reality with Hero the ultimate gaming bundle. Hero is a compilation of nine experiences that includes two award-winning titles available for the first time on PlayStation, Dread Halls and Sisters. So, pretty interesting. Available for the first time on PlayStation, and it's a VR game. Is this an Oculus Rift game? Must or? have been something that's coming over from Steam, maybe. Hmm. Could have been um, the other. What's the other VR? There's Oculus Rift, and then there's uh, uh, what's Vive? Yeah, almost HTC Vive. Almost at Project Morpheus. <laughs> Late Shift Tuesday release. It is a uh, PS4 digital game. Uh, Late Shift is a high stakes FMV crime thriller. Forced into a brute London heist, you must choose your own adventure and. and in this interactive cinematic experience with adaptable storylines that lead to one of seven conclusions. It's weird seeing these games. It's weird seeing these games come back. There was a PS1 game called like Fox Run or something that was a lot like this. It's FMV, so like you tell it what you want to do, but then it's like legit recorded things. Well, it looks like a um 
just going off the picture, it looks like a um, an ad for a TV series. Kind of, that's but I mean, that's what they're going to be. It's F and so, I mean, you're watching. Well, yeah, I guess you're watching is. real stuff that's been recorded, and it's just yeah. your button reactions kind of play to what's going to happen. And they have so these. it's a lot like a Telltale game, except for instead of it being already set up that way in a game engine, this is all just actual pre-recorded stuff. And then if you hit a certain button, it shows a different recording. So these have been coming back because there was that game that won Game of the Year or so, or some kind of award for Performance of the Year. I can't remember what it was. It's like some woman is being interrogated in like a police situation. I, I don't know the name when, of the when game. When was this? I want to say last year. But hmm. I'm not going to... I don't know the name, so I'm not going to worry about it. Okay. Uh, next up on the list is Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series. This is a PS4 digital release, episode one and the season pass for Tuesday. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, delivers a brand new story of the universe's unlikeliest heroes. The ragtag brand of outlaws who go by the names Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Groot. We all know him. In the wake of an epic battle, the Guardians discover an artifact with unspeakable power. Makes me think it's following the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, I don't know. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be its own thing. Oh, is uh, it? And it's not going to be an origin story. They're kind of just going to show you. They were talking about this in an in a interview the other day. They didn't want to try and do a new origin story. They just kind of wanted to have all the guys already together and then have flashbacks to explain their character motives. So. Interesting. MechRunner, PS4 digital game for Tuesday release. MechRunner is an endless action game that casts you as a powerful mech in stunning cinematic battles against a relentless robotic army. Next game, Rise and Shine, PS4 Digital, Tuesday as well. Welcome to Game Earth. A once peaceful planet now threatened by the warmongering space grunts of next gen. I like this. In the aftermath of their devastating first strike, a child named Rise is forced to take the sacred gun shrine and with it the fate of his world. So I like the, the little terms they had in that game. Um, we have next is Shyness, The Lightning Kingdom, a Tuesday release for PS4 Digital. Shyness is an action RPG that takes you on a journey across a universe on the verge of collapse. After crash landing on a hostile island, you find yourself in a conflict spanning multiple kingdoms. Face off against dangerous enemies in a hyperdynamic fights, or in hyperdynamic fights, mixing magic with traditional fighting game mechanics, gain experience to evolve your characters, learn exciting new skills and spells. That was a kickstarted game. Was it? Yeah, I remember seeing it a while back, and the art looks super cool. The guy who I think the, deve- the the main developer of the game is also the artist, and he had drew all these different things in like books he had sitting around, and he decided to make it into a game. I like, guess it's his own world he had created through little drawings and like multiple notebooks. Some of the characters look familiar. I don't know where I see them from, but they're really cool looking. Yeah. Next up on the list is uh, the Silver Case. It's PS4, and it's uh, digital and retail coming out on a Tuesday. For the first time ever, dive into the HD remastered PS4 version of Suda51's classic visual novel. Um, okay, okay. What was it? Suda51. They're like a really, really classic developer. I mean, they've been doing stuff for a long time. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say Suda51 do that Let It Die um, game that's out right now. You may not have heard of it. I saw it at PSX. Hmm. They've been a, a big developer for a long time. Oh. Well, experience the silver case and the way it was meant by immersing yourself in an intricate story, uncovering truth piece by piece. Next on the list is Spear of Destiny, PS4 digital release for a Tuesday. This fantastic ancient world has been invaded by powerful enemies who rule in the dark. Several centuries have passed since Light's Lords defeated them with the Spear of Destiny. Very interesting game. Never, never be as good as the pick of Destiny. Just want to throw that out there. It's a good movie. VR Invaders for PlayStation VR comes out this Tuesday. Dive into a story-driven sci-fi shooter that pushes your PSVR hardware to its limits. Blow your enemies in pieces 
or blow your enemies two pieces in frenzied shooter action. Leave a trail of destruction as you turn each other into highly as you turn each other of the highly detailed levels into your virtual scrapyard. Oh. So is this gonna be a game you're gonna pick up on VR? I don't know. If you about it. VR's been weird for me. I, I, I'm probably the next game I'll actually pick up is Star Blood. Um, it just sucks that you don't have a VR because I'd like to play it with you. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, right now I really need to get back and beat Resident Evil 7. It's just, you know, like I said, working. This is It's something I need to start doing on my weekends. Kind of just dedicate a couple hours every weekend because strapping into it takes some time. Yeah. So it's like when you do it, you want to play for a while. And sometimes I know I don't have that long, so I just don't do it. Makes sense. So. Yeah, it could take quite a while to get used to all that. Wonder Boy, The Dragon Strap, PS4 Digital on Tuesday. This is what the thought I was pinning you were. Uh, boasting beautiful hand-drawn animations and re-orchestrated soundtrack, the cult classic returns with a unique blend of exploration, action, and adventure. That's a Sega Genesis game. That I didn't know. That. It looks really good. That looks like the Sour Straw face. <laughs> you know the little Sour Straws that you can pick up at the movie theater and stuff? Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of looks like Shinron to me. For I some mean, reason, actually, it didn't look like Shinron. It looks kind of like the um, or never mind, not Shinron. Uh, uh, the what's the Namek Dragon? Uh, what the hell's his name? I can't think of his name. I was Joe about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you know enough about it. What's the what's the Namek Dragon? Shinron Oolong. No, that's a pig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we can't get lost on it. But if you if you if you want to search it and let us know, I would love to know. I want to say it starts with like a P, like Panga or... Parunga. Parunga. There we go. We got that shit. I don't remember that at all. Watch us still be highly wrong and they, people just blow us up in the comments. It's fucking... It, it is Oolong. It's not the pig. Uh, Parunga. <laughs> okay. I, I would be devastated. Yeah, it uh, Well, that was the last game. Um, I don't know. I'm actually... I might pick up Wonder Boy. I wish it was a Vita, though. That looks like something I'd really like to play on the Vita. Oh, yeah. one last thing I was playing is I did pick up... Um, I did pick up Salt and Sanctuary. It's awesome. Well, Glad I waited they're, to, they're, for it to come to Vita. Yeah, it has a specific crashing problem in one part of the game. Yeah. They're working on it, so hopefully that'll be out. Well, soon. past that, I mean, out of what's coming out this week, I, uh, I'm going to wait until the the physical comes out because I just prefer physical releases. But I did uh, pre-order Guardians of the Galaxy the other day. Oh really? Uh, yeah, because I really like Batman, so I was like, oh, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy world, so it's highly likely I like the game. Yeah, and uh, Timo looks pretty cool, or Demo. I'm sorry, yeah. Timo is a legal Legends character. Um, but yeah, looks pretty cool. I like the the idea of a um, rich story in a rhythm game. I I recommend you Dark Souls Three if you've never played it. Yeah, it has everything you sure. will need. And um, my game of the year last year, so fantastic series. It's not my favorite one of the series, but it's a great game. Uh, but other than that, really, kind of a kind of a iffy week for me. Yeah, I mean, reasonable for people that you know. It'll happen. It, it's kind of a smaller week for games. It's like there's not really any big AAA releases. Yeah. So, all right. Well, going out of that, we're gonna hop into the news. Um, yes. I actually think it was a pretty interesting week for news myself. Uh, but that's also because basically at the beginning of the week there was already a bunch of shit just announced that I never expected to be announced. Yeah. Um, or at least I don't know. It seemed like an odd spot. Um, first thing is is that there's um. It looks like there's more PlayStation 2 games making the jump to PS4. Based on recent ratings by Peggy in the ESRB, uh, it would appear that Red Faction 2, Stuntman Ignition, Splashdown, Rise Gone Wild, and the King of Fighters 98 Ultimate Match will soon be making their way to PS4. Uh, there's been no release dates or official announcements on these. It's just, you know, typically when you go through ratings, you, you typically know that you're going to be releasing sometime soon. But that's not always true because I want to say this is not the first time that Red Faction 2 has gone through um, 
the ESRB. So I don't know if it's that they're just they were holding on for the right moment because yeah. I do think Red Faction was bought by uh, Nordic Games, which have renamed themselves into THQ Nordic now, uh, which is odd to it name is. yourself after a failing company, but you never know. So, uh, next thing though, uh, moving on from that is that over on the PlayStation blog, Sony finally, and I thought they were going to save it for E3, so this is very odd, but Sony announced that Uncharted The Lost Legacy will be releasing on August 22nd this year. So, post E3, but very not close. long after. Um, let's see, uh, with a price tag of $39.99. Now, that makes sense because, of, as we talked about last week's episode, uh, Arn had said that the game would be somewhere around 10 hours. Yeah. That seems highly likely because, like I said, average Uncharted game, you're looking at 16 to 20 hours, depending on how good you are at the game. Yeah. So, you know, $20 off of a standard, fully priced campaign. This is all new stuff. There's going to be new gameplay mechanics and stuff that we didn't see last time. And this is a new area. They're going to be reusing assets, but they're not reusing the same area. So, I think it's a great price. Makes sense. I think it's a good price, too. I know a little people. We're kind of mad that it's thirty nine ninety nine. I think some people expected twenty, and some people expected twenty nine. Which yeah. I do think thirty probably was the, well, with, the sweet ground. With but. single player games, it's kind of hard to hit that right number, and I think that was it. Yeah, but I do think it makes sense with with last week's announcement. So, uh, but continuing off from the tail of that, in the same PlayStation blog post, uh, they announced that uh, the release date for Jack uh, PS two to PS four games, all the ones that we talked about last week as well. I'm pretty C- sure. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Looks like they're also going to be coming out on August 22nd. And if you pre-order at select retailers, which implies a physical, a physical release, but that, that has been confirmed. I went to GameStop and pre-ordered mine. Um, then oh. you will get a free digital copy of Jack the Precursor Legacy, which is the PSP first... Game. No, that's the first game in the PS2 series. The Precursor Legacy. That was the first name. Jack and the Precursor Legacy. What was the PSP game we were talking about? Not Dexter. The Lost Frontier. That's what it was. Different one. So that one's not being re-released, to be clear. Yeah. So, uh, moving on from that, I did think that was interesting, though, because they kind of just tagged it together. Like, oh, well, here's a old Naughty Dog franchise. And here's, here's a, a new, new one. one. Yeah. Let's go ahead and... Or not new franchise, but a new game. Yeah. So, tying them together new is to cool. I people. think it's a little odd you don't get them all, but I get why. Because then it's like everybody who... You know a lot of people are going to get The Lost Legacy, most likely. Um, but moving on next, it looks like GameStop.com could have had a security breach, uh, possibly causing a breach of customers' credit card information. The main driving force behind this is that third party has contacted GameStop to warn them of possible payment data used for purchasing on GameStop.com or being sold on another website. The span of the potential breach is from mid-September to early February of this year. So if you have purchased anything on GameStop's website... Uh, in that time frame, you want to probably be sure to monitor your bank statements and see oh, if there's yeah. anything coming out. Um, but um, GameStop has reached out and said that uh, a leading security firm was engaged uh, to investigate these claims, and GameStop will continue to work nonstop to address this report and take the appropriate measures to eradicate any uh, issue that may be identified. So this actually seems... Obviously not near as big, but like when PSN was breached and yeah. all that happened, Sony stepped in and said, and if anything happens, we have we have people who are going to clear this up for you. This is not you know going to hurt you. So uh, It seems like they're doing what they can. So That's a, that's a big move, though, and it's always something that sucks as we move towards this more digital future um, where people are wanting to, even if they're buying physical releases from GameStop, they're doing so online instead of in person. Yeah, and I just tend to use my PayPal account for everything online. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, next piece we have up is that this last week, I want to say Thursday, um, 
Update 4.55 was released for PlayStation 4, uh, weighing in at around 320 megabytes. It's a basic stability patch with Sony saying that the system software update improves the quality of the system performance. So this is on par with normal stuff where they kind of do the little 0.5 addition to something. Yeah, just and bug it, fixes. Yeah, yeah, it's bug fixes, uh, general system performance. There were no new features announced with this update. Uh, so it is just something small. Uh, I don't know if it's required or not. It could be, but... Um, you know, if you haven't updated yet, then you could move on over. Uh, maybe it fixed that Wi-Fi issue that was going on with 4.50 yeah, for some users. Yeah, that we covered on the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, next thing we have up is Sci-Fi Action RPG: The Surge, which is from de- uh, developer Deck Thirteen, which is one of the two developers for Lords of Lords Fallen. Lords of Fallen, yeah. And, uh, I like that I, game. I've been looking at this game for a while. I still don't know if this is the day one purchase for me, but it looks good. So Sorry for maybe. The but, was that uh, was that the one that you showed me of the the gameplay footage? Yes, that's like the um, kind of like futuristic Lords of the Fall. They're roll, yeah, they're rolling through a factory and hitting robots and stuff. But it's very yeah. very, very similar. It's very, it's going to be that Dark Souls kind of really hard style. I'll uh, give it a look for trying a to be challenging. Um, so that has gone gold this week, which uh, makes sense. It's in time for its May sixteenth release. Uh, but as an additional piece of news, they have confirmed that the game will support PS4 Pro uh, with two different performance options available. One is quality mode, which will be 4K at 30 frames per second. Um, it did not identify if it's, it's... It's obviously not native 4K, yeah. but it didn't identify if it's 1440 up or 1800 up So um, it's just going to look cleaner, and it will probably use the checkerboard performance uh, or the checkerboard upscaling to get that 4K. Uh, the other mode is performance mode, which has the game running at a native 1080p, but at 60 frames per second. Uh, HDR will also be supported, but it will be patched in shortly uh, after the game releases. So, yeah, I might even hold off until the HDR patch comes. That might be when I buy it. What a Neo? Never mind. I was thinking of Neo. I was like, what game lately gave you the performance uh, versus action? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's been a couple. cinematic. Uh, there's been a couple. Uh, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider for PS4 was one of them. Never played it. There was multiple, uh, multiple versions depending on how you wanted the game to play. Right. So that's great. Yep, yeah, but that's cool. Uh, also, and this is actually something that popped up this morning, and I thought to go ahead and add it. Um, do you remember the PlayStation 4 reveal event? Vaguely. February 2013? Well, when they announced it, Capcom came out on stage and showed a game called Deep Down. I do remember that. Okay, so you remember Deep Down. Yeah. They showed it a couple times since, but I, I don't do think that. it's been seen since 2014, maybe 2015. Um, but Deep Down, a PS4 exclusive by Capcom... Uh, revealed back in February 2013, is apparently still in development. So, According to a United States Patent and Trademark Office document filed on February 9th, Capcom has renewed the trademark on the game. So that doesn't necessarily mean that it's coming anytime soon or that it won't be canceled, but it does kind of mean that they're still actively trying to develop it in some point, some form, some fashion. So That is the game. I thought it was. And, man, I have not heard of this game in a while Years. yeah yeah it was that it kind of had a, it's supposed to be online and have some, like some Dark Souls style stuff to it but also some Assassin's Creed stuff where you go back in the past and go through memories to that's how you access the medieval part of the gameplay it's very odd that is odd but it looked cool when they first showed it it's sad to see that it's just gone through what I would assume at this point is development hell so um, also the uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer uh, um, actually just came out this morning shortly before we started uh, recording. So it looks pretty good. It, it focused on showing that there's, you know, there will be a campaign. Great. Which is good news because I do think that that was uh, something that hurt the first one. It was. Um, and didn't it say, or it showed 
all uh, eras. It showed, yeah, Darth Maul and all, all eras. But to me, now, there's two people that need to be in this game for it to really be all eras, okay? Go on. Okay, Jar Jar Binks needs to be in this game. I, if I can't run on the battlefield as Jar Jar, then I don't even know what I'm doing in life. And the Nothing. second person who needs to be in here is Watto. And I just want to fly around as Watto on the battlefield with a little shitty gun. Nope. And talk shit to people. I hope that there's. I don't know if that was in the first game. I really doubt it. I didn't. No. I didn't play it, but no, no. I know Watto was it, but oh. the ability to uh, to kind of taunt other people. Uh, I think you did have like emotes in the game. Yeah. I never used them. Um, Battlefront One was a great fluff game. It was. Um, I can't remember the game I was playing when I got it. I think it was. Joe, can I get you to do me a favor? Never mind. He stopped already. I'll say maybe it was around. Rocket League? No, that's too far back. No, Battlefront came out in 2015. No, it's about when I played Rocket League, though. Basically, oh. what I was trying to say is that there was a game I was playing. It might have been Dark Souls 2, Scarlet the First Sin. Um, but basically, I needed a break from it every now and then, every, you know, every three or four hours. And you played Battlefront? And Battlefront was great. It was short. Um, battles took maybe seven minutes long, and they were fun. Um, couldn't play it for longer than an hour or so, because it got kind of repetitive. Yeah. It did have a lot of good game modes, though, that were fun to play, but... You'd have to be in a mood to play them, or at least that's how I work. So. Yeah, I watched Blaze play, and I didn't really think it was very good. But, you know, it is what it is, so it's yeah. not a huge deal. And if they had space battles and a good campaign, I think we'll be doing fantastic with the game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, um, hope I don't knock this table over. <laughs> Try to get comfortable. <laughs> I don't think you're going to deal with any of that. All right, well, that uh, was the last news article. So, I guess at this point, it's time to hop into... The, uh, the meat of the show, which, like we said earlier in the episode, is going to be what we expect to see from E3. And what I mean by expectations are realistic expectations, yeah. like things that we can actually see no. Sony coming out and doing. Yeah. Uh, but then I also kind of want to do our, our little dreams set up, which is... Something that will not happen, but we want it to happen. It could happen. Because we I got, are talking years in advance. You know how long I wanted Crash Bandicoot to come back out? And look what we got last year. Probably since you last played it. <laughs> look, and we got and we got Crash Bandicoot announced last year. So anything's possible. Final Fantasy VII remake. I'd have never thought that shit was coming, but it is. I got something on that. So something that is in my hopes. Okay. Well, um, since I just took up all y'all's uh, time in your ear holes, I'm actually going to go ahead. Saul, do you want to take over? Do you want me to take over? Well, actually, on? go ahead. I'll let you go ahead and go first because looking at your list on here, it's the same as mine. Except you have a couple things that I don't have, okay. and you have a couple things I don't have. So what you do have that's mine, I'll interject and we'll talk about, okay. and then we'll do mine. I'll warn you, mine's really short because it's all in here. It's okay. all in yours. So, okay, okay. So th- we'll uh, just do it kind of well, together in a way. Okay, okay. Well, my first thing that I want, and I think it's high time that we see this, is Sucker Punch's new game. That's a one. I think that that's it. I mean, what do, I think what do you I think, think it is though. I don't know. And there's so see because for the longest time it was going to be Spider-Man, right? That was what everyone was saying. Was yeah. Sp- Sucker Punch is working on Spider-Man? Well, now we know that it was Insomniac, and it seems like a Sucker Punch style game, and it seemed likely that they would make a Spider-Man since they made Infamous for so long. But Sunset Overdrive and Infamous are similar enough that I can understand why they went with Insomniac as also a third-party developer. Um, Do you think it's going to be a new Infamous game? I, I just I doubt it, man. I think it's been so long since we've seen anything. I think that they are building a new IP. I think this is entirely new, possibly even a new engine. And what I would like to see from them, which I know sounds weird because of their lineage of games, uh, the only real, what I would say, linear game they've they've made since they've you know been making these PlayStation exclusives is Sly Cooper One, uh, and that was a very linear platformer game. But the way that two and three ended up working out, uh, and even 
onto that into four is like you have open world hubs kind of like what the new tomb raiders have been doing so they're open in their own way but then they went into infamous at the beginning of the ps3 area infamous 2 free roam game exactly we're going into a sandbox style world so what i would like to see them do is come out and have specifically a linear i'm gonna say third person but I think a very heavily story-driven, because that's what they're very good at. They're very, I think they're really great at telling telling good stories. Uh, I think that you'll see a linear third-person game. I don't know if it's going to be a shooter. I don't know if it'll be an action kind of Uncharted-y style game. I don't necessarily say that. But I also want to say they could come out and, and do literally anything. But I do think third-person is their... Is their bread and butter they're really good at it yeah uh, and I think that they've been doing it for so long it would be weird to see them bounce from that you gonna head out Komodo okay you have a good one Joseph right, we'll, we'll, we'll message you when it's time to eat so. alright um, yeah so um, but yeah, yeah that, that's I think Sucker Punch's new game is, is, is what opens the show much like how God of War opens the show I think it's something that enough people I didn't think about that I think the... enough people know about Sucker Punch in an intimate way because they really prove themselves not only with Infamous 1 but Infamous 2 which I think is the best Infamous game and then Second Son which while it wasn't necessarily the best Infamous game it was a really good launch title and, and it, I think it pulled a lot of people into Sucker Punch games. I was just about to say that it pulled a lot of people in who had never played Infamous games before yeah of course well then again the, the whole big jump of a bunch of people from Xbox and Nintendo into PS uh, into the Playstation ecosystem and the PS4 it wasn't a launch game was it or was it launch shortly? window it was yeah. like uh, it's like the next March I want to say I may be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that was right. So it released in November. That's five months after release. Got it. So, um, so yeah, I think that opens the show. I don't necessarily. I think that they do it like they did last year. I think they roll out, they open the show, they don't even tell a, a date. They just say in development for PS4. Yeah, I could see that, okay. and I think that'll, and, and, and that'll it, it'll have good. yeah, it'll have some kind of PS4 Pro stuff. I don't think they'll talk about it there. I think they'll do exactly what they did with God of War, which is come out, say that's it, running on a standard PS4. It will support Pro. They may not even say it supports Pro there. They may just be a after talk. Um, but I do think that that's the first thing that we see. Now, if we don't see it as the opener of the show, I do think we see it somewhere in the show, and I think it'll be a big moment. It may close the show out. Yeah, I would have. one of those two. I think it's, but I think it'd be a really strong opening, much like God of War was. And, I, and if they do it just right, the opening sets the tone for the rest of the conference. Right. So, uh, and if they do what they did last year, which is just game, 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 then who, who the hell which knows? Is, which is what they need to keep doing. Well, but see, you can't do that all the time because. I mean, they could. I think that part of what they'll do is they'll double down with Scorpio being a part of Microsoft's. I think the way that PlayStation combats that, instead of worrying about trying to mess with other hardware or really even hardware information, the only thing that they need to touch hardware-wise, and it's really a peripheral, is going to be the VR. I think yeah. they have to touch on it in some way, but it doesn't need to drag on. It needs to be quick, but it also needs to show a good amount of releases. And, uh, uh, and also just doubled down faith in the thing as a as a product in general. Yeah, and it, it also is that um, having nothing but games, games, games <laughs> is also you can end up having a recap E3 where you're just seeing the same thing from the last E3. That's what I'm worried about yet. too. Is that there? Because we if, still haven't seen anything about God of War, and we still you know we got Horizon, which is fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to see a lot of new stuff. I'm, I'm hoping and dreaming. Okay. Well, uh, my next thing that I think comes down is. Uh, long in development this is also something oh man okay this is also technically was shown off in a very early stage during the ps4 reveal it's dreams it's the next title from uh, media molecule which are the people that did tear away for the vita and then again for the ps4 and little big planet uh i think that you'll see that actually have a new slice of gameplay 
And I think that it'll be gameplay that shows what the actual campaign will be instead of just the building yeah. stuff. So I think you're going to see a real level of the game itself. And I think that we will get some kind of a release window or hard date. Now, this game being as abstract as it is, I could see this I releasing. I could see this releasing anytime. I could see it releasing shortly after E3. I could see it releasing into the year. I could see it going, you know, because it's an exclusive and it's already kind of an odd thing. I could see it going in the in the fall against all the other triple A's, but I don't quite think that that's going to be it. Um, I could also see it being an early next year release, but it's going to be somewhat similar to the other games where there's going to be setups where you can build your own worlds and stuff and you can build your own games you can build your own scenes if you want um did they show this at the e3 with fallout 4 i want to say yes i want to say yes i remember it's been a while they didn't talk about it last e3 but there was also supposed to be a beta that didn't happen last year and they haven't talked about it again this year so i don't want to spend too much time on that because it's a game that we don't know enough about yeah it just Um, looks familiar to me too yeah all right we had a little bit of a technical difficulty there but we're just going to pick up where we left off um, next up on my E3 expectations is uh, Days Gone. Um, you know, they showed this last E3. Yep. Um, but my thoughts are that there's going to be a... Uh, we're going to see some kind of a release date or even a window, and we'll see some gameplay footage that separates it from The Last of Us. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, like I, I talked to you about it a little bit before. Um, the way I see it is that with The Last of Us coming and presumably sometime late 2018, early 2019, possibly. There's no way to tell. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, I think that you have to get this game out and give it enough time to breathe before you get The Last of Us in. Uh, so I think the best thing they can do is possibly release this year. Who knows? Uh, with Uncharted coming out in August, that's where I would have slotted it um, as, a, as a new IP uh, to not go against all the the fall big IPs at yearly release. Yeah, um, I think the October window would be fitting. October might work. It just depends. Zombies in October. It depends on what, well, yeah. It depends on what else comes out. Um, but I think we get a release date and a release window for it. Uh, and I've kind of told you this before as well, but you know, when they initially showed it at E3 2016 last year, yeah. and I saw that um, I saw the initial trailer early in the showcase where it's talking about his uh, what looked to be his wife and like his loved one that we don't know if she's dead or missing or left him because of the events of the world. Uh, but that one really compelled me. I was like, this could be a really cool story-driven narrative. And then at the end of the show when they showed that gameplay with the zombies or freakers, whatever you want to call them, um, it kind of just pulled me out of it. And I was like, ah, I really would have... To me, I don't know how you would have been able to do that, but I would have liked for them to literally save that to where you don't even know that any form of zombies were in it until you bought the game. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, certainly surprising. Um, before we move on to the next one, though, I will note that um, I said I was all zombied out last week's episode when we were talking about Days Gone and the uh, potential leaked release date. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure that Dying Light was just a breath of fresh air that I needed. So I think that by the time Days Gone comes out... Um, I really like Days or Dying Light, so Days Gone is definitely something I could be excited for too. Well, I know everybody gave Dying Light rave reviews, and it's just odd coming from the same people that made um, Dead Island. Dead Island, because yeah. I didn't care for that game, but that was pretty good. You know, that didn't hurt anything. So yeah, I think uh, gameplay to separate it and kind of show how it's different, um, and then a release date or window, and possibly this year, maybe early next year. So. So my next one is probably unlikely, but at the same time, I could see it being likely. Um, just as a general, it's an important franchise for them. But I think we see a new kill zone uh, that's being developed either... 
by a second party studio, somebody else that's coming in to work on it that they're just kind of contracting out to. Right. Or, and I think that this one's a little more interesting, if we find out that Gorilla separated. But I don't think they would have because, like I, I've told you before, I think what they would have done is they would have gotten Gorilla Cambridge to work on Killzone since they pulled in the Mercenary franchise. Uh, I mean, the Killzone Mercenary on Vita. Right. But, this is really if if they come out and show a new kill zone, it's an important franchise A, um, and I think that there's enough goodwill surrounding it and it would sell well enough um, that it's highly possible that we see that. And it's been four years since we've seen a proper kill zone because Mercenary was on the Vita, uh, and that was 2014, I want to say, so three years. But it was on a system that very like a lot of people didn't play it on. Very niche system. Yeah. So, but how well how good that game was, I would have imagined that you'd see Cambridge take the reins over for Kill Zone. Um, and make an actual proper console yeah. zone and see what happened from there. It was a uh, great game too. I was I was shocked at how well it looked. I took a picture it of it. Played. I mean, it played just like Killzone two and three on yeah. PS three, which was really amazing on a handheld. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think that there's highly likely that we see something from that, even if it's just an in development. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it's a little bit of a hope, a little bit of a expectation. I think yeah. we could see it either way. Yeah, it'd be so. interesting for sure to see that. Yeah. Uh, next thing is something I talked about uh, last week, and I don't necessarily know that you see it here, but I think that you see it throughout the year. So I'm going to go ahead and put it on this. But, you know, I talked about with the Scorpio coming at potentially $600 or somewhere in that area, maybe even 549 I think the PlayStation, while they don't have to do anything, I think one thing that they could do is drop the price of the PS4 Pro to go, okay, hey, look, they've announced their console at $600. Here's our console. Uh, it can do 4K to some capacity in such a way that you barely could, could notice the difference. Um, and they go, okay, and ours can do HDR, just like the PS4 base unit can do. Like, So we can do 4K HDR for, let's say they drop it $50, $350. Or for if they really want to go bold and try and distance themselves, uh, they can say a price drop to down to 300 Yeah. Uh, and I think that that would put them in an interesting place. I think that around Christmas time, that'll definitely be something that uh, if, is, is possible. Even if if they price drop it down to a three fifty, but during Christmas, I guarantee you'll see Black Friday bundles for three hundred. Yeah, and or they, something, you know. And something they have to be a little, a little safe. Uh, hopefully, or hopefully not hurting people who have just purchased it and losing a little bit of money. Well, out. yeah, that's why I think you don't see this announced at because at, at, if they announce it, they want the price drop to be right then yeah, when they announce it. That makes sense. So I think you see it around the time the Scorpio launches, maybe a week before, maybe a, you know, I mean, somewhere around that area to kind of just get customers heads when they're walking in the store going well i can get the same thing in some form or fashion for half the price yeah or almost half the price depending yeah. on where they price drop it uh so with that being said i think the for sure safe bet um uh, and this still doesn't mean they could they could just keep hanging on to 300 the system selling well but i think that there's a chance that you see the ps4 price drop down to 250 and active straight at the show yeah uh, and i think that that's also another way that they can kind of Microsoft's going to have Scorpio at their announcement. They've already kind of talked about it. So if they come out and give a price and everything, I think PlayStation can kind of combat new hardware by saying, well, our hardware that's already great and has all these great games and more great games coming is only $250 now. And imagine a world where you can buy a PS4 for $50 more than a Vita. That's insane. I didn't make that price correlation until now. Yep, yep. Uh, So my next thing, and um, this makes... Perfect sense to me. There's a beta going on right now, but I think we see Gran Turismo Sport there. Yeah, and... Uh, I it, hope we don't see gameplay. And I, Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, it definitely will help compete with Forza. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, 
at one point in time, Gran Turismo was, and to a lot of people, it still is the premier racing sim. sim yeah, I mean, this King is a, this is a game that people wait for. Now it's lost some footing because of Rocky development and stuff, but I think that with the beta going on right now, I think it's a pretty safe bet to say that this game is sometime soon. I don't think we see the game released before E3, but I see it releasing this year. And since it's a very it's, it's a, that's a specific market. I don't yeah. see it being combated. I could see this being a fall release. And what Drive Club 2 announced, that's going to be certainly interesting to see how well it Drive did. Club 2? Yeah, you didn't hear about Drive Club 2? Evolution got closed. Who's doing Drive Club 2? Let me double check my facts. Well, you go you do that. You real- go do that, and I'm going to go on. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Um, I'm certainly excited for it. I, I'm not a huge fan of Sim games, but when I get in there, I get in there. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Right. Yeah, well, go ahead. Uh, well, the next thing I know is something we both really agree on, uh, and that is that I think that we see from software on stage at PlayStation's um, press conference, and I think that we see them announce Bloodborne 2. Now, while I don't necessarily know that we'll see a game or see a release date, I think we at least see gameplay, and they may do like I've already said once they they play it safe and not try and give it a date. Um, a hard date, but instead maybe we see a release window or at least a in development. Yeah, and see, that's part of one of those things that we said in the beginning where I'll be doing my E3s, part of yours because it's mainly the same, where I don't necessarily know if it's going to be a Bloodborne game, I don't, but I do think that From is going to have a little bit of a presence there, and I'm, I'm excited to see what it is because I'm 99% sure that the Souls franchise, Bloods, or Born... What is it? What Soulsborn. It? Soulsborn, yeah, Soulsborn is uh, become my favorite franchise of all time. So I'm in, I'm excited and I'm hoping to see them there. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll see them there at some point. I mean, they've been working together, uh, and I think Bloodborne was a really great example early in the days. Like I remember when they announced it. Um, I think they announced it at the PlayStation 4 unveiling, and then they showed actual gameplay at uh, E3. I I feel like this is right. It may not quite be. Um, Or maybe we saw it at a different E3. But I want to say it released in... Didn't Bloodborne release in 2015? In Uh, March? I know it was March, but I can't remember if it was 2015 or 14. I think it was 15. I really do. But regardless, I I think it's been long enough since it's come out that we see a a sequel uh, build up onto it. Um, and I think that we see, like I said, gameplay and announcement in general said that's in development, but it, it would be interesting to see that it's coming soon. Maybe even as early as, uh, maybe that March release window again. Yeah. And I don't know what I was talking about with Drive Club too. Um, I saw an ad for something and I don't know what it was. Yeah. Like Cause Evolution Studios got closed a while back. It wasn't so. a DLC or a sequel. So I'm not too entirely sure what I saw on that. So not sure. I do apologize for that. All right. So the next thing I think is. We haven't seen Final Fantasy VII Remake since 2015. They announced it at E3 2015, uh, and that's the first time we ever even heard of it. And then, much to a lot of people's surprise, they actually showed gameplay um, at PSX 2015. So while we haven't seen it in a little while, um, and really haven't even gotten a lot of updates on it, the last thing that we've really touched on this year is that it's still in development, obviously, uh, and they they, they they shared a key screenshot, which is like the... Cloud holding the Buster Sword, looking at right. Midgar. It was super cool. And it, was, um, it was amazing looking. So um, that and that's another one that fits into mine. Where it's um, I'm, and this is more so of a dream than an expectation. But them coming out and saying that one of the episodes or part of one of the episodic features of Final Fantasy VII 
It's crisis core. Okay. Well, I want to. I want to. For just so you've already you said episodic. I want to make it clear. There's a lot of people that heard episodic initially and got kind of weird about it. Yeah, not like a Telltale game. But it's not Telltale episodic. The way that it's set up is that uh, in an interview after kind of that wording got out. Square came back and said, like, each game is going to be a full game. It's right. that, that that game has got a very deep world and a rich lore they want to dig into, and they want to expand on the game to where you can actually visit all of Midgar instead of just little parts of it. And they want to have better side quests and stuff. So I think my personal expectation is if you get at least 40 hours of gameplay from story and um, story and side quest, then I think that that's good. And I think that, I mean... Final Fantasy 15 had more than that, but Final Fantasy 15 also went through some weird development. So I think if we see this, and depending on how you play, you can put hundreds of hours into the Final Fantasy. Exactly, game, so. exactly. So I think that there's a different way. I think that they could break it up to 40 hours, 40 hour games, possibly even 60. And I think that they'll break it up that way. And I think that we'll see gameplay a for sure, maybe even like a weird like a boss fight or something that'd be yeah. kind of cool because it's a game that people already know. So showing stuff is more just about getting the people who you know are going to buy it hyped, and then people who who missed out on the. Well, they've already hypes. they've already showed the first boss fight in HD in the new game engine. Oh, they did. Yeah, I so, guess I must have missed that. Yeah, so that's that's something. So, that, and I think that we see done. I think we see a release window of possibly early next year. I kind of hope so. Um, Early next year has been become my favorite, or early next year. Early in the year has become my favorite release window. Yeah, so. I mean, cause it really worked well with Horizon. I think it was good for Gravity Rush in I'll January. Say Nier, Horizon. Uh, Neo came um, out in March, right? Early March, and then Horizon came late March. Yeah, it did actually. Yeah, and, so, and Neo was really good. Yeah, I forgot Neo came out in that time frame. Yeah, so I think we see that. Um, and then my final E3 expectation, and I do think that there's a pretty good chance of this, but I don't know for sure, because I don't want them doing uh, what we've already kind of talked about. We don't want them... Um, personally, but where we don't want them doubling up and showing almost like it's just a repeat of last E3 yeah. with new gameplay. So, I mean, I want to see a good mixture of updates on the games that are close, like Days Gone and possibly Detroit. Yeah, exactly. Um, Detroit. Uh, but I do think we see Detroit become about. human. I think we get an update on it. Hopefully not too much more gameplay because the last time they showed it, which is last E3, and they showed that uh, scene on the roof and how many different ways it could go. Yeah, it like, looks awesome, doesn't it? Does. It does. I cannot uh, wait for that game. But I think that They'll show a little bit more gameplay, maybe even a new character, because you know the game is going to go the multi multiple uh, protagonist route, much like Heavy Rain did, and they're going to kind of pull off uh, Beyond had one. Yeah, I, I know you never played Heavy I've Rain. I've never played any of those games. But, I didn't know that. That's uh, cool. D- well, Beyond only had one. You played as oh, well. Jody the whole time, and that was Ellen Page. Yeah. Um, but in in it's like. Heavy Rain was like stories that were weaving together. There's all these people that the narratives come together at some point in some way, but you're breaking out and you play different sections. I love media like that. Yeah, so yeah, that's it, really cool. It was really good. I mean, and you really you should get the HD Heavy Rain. When did that come out? For PS4, uh, like two years ago. That and Beyond both came. Oh, out. I know Beyond came out. Did that yeah. come out alongside it? Uh, Beyond came out first, and Heavy Rain came out a little bit after. Oh, cool! Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out then. Yeah. Um, and. So I think we see that. Uh, hopefully we get a release window, but man, who knows? I think we do get an update on it because they've already shown enough at this point to where people are going to I think people might go, where the hell is it at if it's not there? Yeah, that's Because it was true. announced during Paris Game Week uh, in 2016. And or then, 15, I'm and sorry. And then showed off E3 last year. Yeah. Um, so something I'm really excited about and looking forward to. Sticking yeah. a good oh, amount yeah. of uh, time into that. Quantum... Uh, Quantic Dream is a really, really good studio. I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get an announcement if, if Detroit does good. I don't know how it would work, but I wouldn't be too surprised if, if Sony ended up buying them. The last studio that Sony bought, if I'm not mistaken, was Sucker Punch right after the release of Infamous 2. So it's been a while, and Infamous 2 was 2011, so it's been a little oh, while. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, now I want to move into uh, your little bit of a difference. Yeah, it's uh, not a lot. So go ahead. Um, looking through your list, we have a lot of the same interests, so we're going to have a lot of the same expectations. Um, we already covered Days Gone Info. So uh, God of War trailer, a new one. Um, mainly maybe some cinematics here and there, explaining a little bit more of the story. So do you think it released this year? I do. I think you... it's I think it's going to come out holiday. Not because the, the, uh, the voice actor said on his Twitter or anything, or actually you just You just think. I think that... It's just the right time. I can't think of his name, but he's his, already played through and beat it, right? Uh, yeah, Corey, the, the yeah. game's director. Yeah, he so, tweeted last year, uh, I can't remember when, but I want to say late last year, that uh, they he was able to play the game start to finish all the way through. Yeah, so it's obviously, it's not gone gold. So and No, it's not gone gold, and they, and that's there's various stages of development that right. they could be in for you to be able to play it. So, But, man, I just don't know about this year. I think if, if not this it's year. It's just that we're stacking too much stuff up early next year. A lot of the time, those games have actually typically released in a March window. I was going to uh, say, if not this year, then probably in They Q1. always have, though. But here's the thing. I think God of War is big enough to combat. I think it could be a fall release, and I think it's big enough. And, and definitely with this change, people are reinvigorated with God of War, kind of. And the franchise is already big enough. And since they're bringing Kratos into it again uh, in, a, in a new, fresh way, I think that they could... Put it out as a fall game, and I think for we 2018. Could, for, no, for 2017. Oh, okay. If it does come this year, yeah, yeah. Because I, I but think, I think that that's one of the one of the IPs they have that's strong enough to go against all of the uh, all the third party or even because you know Microsoft exclusives typically uh, release in the same fall window as all of the third party yearly releases or biannual releases. Right. Stuff like Call of Duty Battlefield. Yeah. And um, so I, it's you know it's something I'm expecting to see at least a trailer get some info maybe a release date. Okay. Um, second thing would be the new Destiny footage. Even though it's content exclusive, I think Activision's going to have a good presence at Sony's. Yeah. Um, I think that we may get to see a strike boss, or maybe even see them play through half a strike. Maybe see a raid boss. Um, Gary. I think that there's definitely going to be something of Destiny. Yeah, and I, at E3, I and, and be, since Activision isn't doing their own E3 anymore, they kind of do their separate conference. Yeah, I feel like that's big enough. They wanted to be on the E3 stage, so they very well put would put it on Sony. Like Call of Duty put it on Sony's last year, and I think that we see the new Call of Duty again. Actually, I do too, and I'm, um, I'm excited for that because yeah. I, I like World War II. Um, I know you, I, I know, I know you're kind of iffy about it. My problem is that I just I really want a sequel to Infinite Warfare, and because of all these people's backlash to them actually trying to do something new. Uh, it's it's highly unlikely. I, you know, it's going to be another uh, this game and then one more cycle whenever the next Treyarch game comes. So it's going to be two years technically, two releases before we see what what is this Sledgehammer? This Sledgehammer year? Okay. this year, Treyarch next year, and then we'll go back to Infinity right. Ward. So it'll be a while before we see what Infinity Ward are uh, going to do. If they're going to be an Infinite Warfare sequel, if it's going to be something in a in the same vein. I thought that game was just really good. And I, the story, the campaign for that game was, was great. fantastic. And I know that most people buy those games for the the, the online, but man, right. that was the best Call of Duty campaign in the history of their releases, I honestly feel. See, Black Ops 1 was really good. I'm a huge fan of the... Which, tra- that's a whole other... We could it have is. that. It is. Go, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, go I'm, I'm more of a fan of Treyarch than Sledgehammer, but like them nonetheless. Well, they, they'd become the poster child. But there yeah. was a point when Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, and even oh, Modern yeah. Warfare 3, oh, yeah. where they were the top dog developer. But, now Ghost kind of fell them off. Like, you know, people didn't care for Ghost very much. And well, there's a repeating thing with Call of Duty where the new one comes out and everybody hates the new one, loves the old one instead, and then it warms up and everybody loves the new one and hates the old one. So yeah. it, it, it's kind of a weird cycle. Um, but aside from Destiny, I think we're going to get some Horizon DLC info. I think that they're going to continue a story, maybe a side story somehow. I don't know if we'll get it this early, though, because I don't even know how far in development it would be. I mean, even if we just get like a story synopsis, or not even a story synopsis, but a clue to where the story could branch yeah, off. Yeah, but you know, with, with Horizon coming this soon, I feel like it may be 
give it time to breathe before. Maybe we see yeah. that at PSX. That's true. When is PSX? In November. December. December. And that's what they did with Uncharted. They finally unveiled the uh, Uncharted standalone now DLC, uh, uh, The Lost Legacy that we talked about earlier in the episode. Uh, they announced it at PSX. Okay. So, well, yeah. I mean, if I see it there, um, I, d- I definitely not spoiling anything. So do not be scared of spoilers. But there's the way that game ends, I do not want that to be explained with DLC. I want oh, that yeah. to be a sequel. Me either. Me either. But uh, my last thing is uh, Death Stranding. I'm not sure we're going to get any info. Info, meaning information. I think we'll get a trailer. I think we'll get a small snippet of something. I don't know if Kojima's going to be at uh, Sony's E3 this year. But I if think Death Stranding's there, then then Kojima's there. They're, they're, it's intim- his baby. they're intimately tied. Yeah, and, and, it's and, his baby. I think that they've shown so much now. And, and don't get me wrong, I don't think that up to now they've showed too much. But I think if they show at E3, it hits that point of being too much. It just I, depends on what they show. Well, they haven't seen gameplay footage yet. So even if we see a cinematic, a very short cinematic, and then a very short gameplay. I think the smartest thing is to give that give that game room to breathe. And I think the best way to do it, to, to keep from overexposing Well, see, we don't, know, we, we don't know when I've already said it for out. one. That's true, we don't. But I've already said it for one thing. But I also think that's something you see at E3. Because I think Kojima being at E3, doing Death Stranding, possibly having a panel like he did last year at PSX. And I actually ended up missing some of that panel because I was stuck in the middle of the Mages of Australia. Was that the uh, Q&A with Greg Miller panel? No, that was at uh, RTX Sydney. Oh, I don't know how I got those confused. Yeah, but uh, uh, but no, he had a, he had one there, um, and then they. Um, I think that that makes sense. I think that they can do a panel with him there. That's very fan driven. Fans obviously love Kojima, oh, yeah. and I think that that's what you expect to see there. You don't care about overexposure there. You're there to, to PlayStation geek the hell out. I think that's the smarter thing. With and now there's obviously media tied to it because it's gotten big. But I mean, E3 is very heavily media inspired, so they're right. gonna, they're going to want to stay very good in the news media for it, that week because they they don't want to risk someone bla- blasting them for showing too much Death Stranding. I'll say soon. say uh, so much that is this is the first public E3. Yeah. So yeah. um, I, I you know that that could translate into a hope even, but I'm I'm hopeful we'll see something there of Death Stranding. We'll um, see. But as far as big dreams goes, nothing really that much. I was kind of hyped uh, a while back to see about thirteen thirteen. Realized that was canceled, so I got my hypes up for that. Did you look it up and see it was canceled? It was canceled. I uh, thought so. But... I, I intentionally saw stuff about it. I got hyped about it for a while. This is a little bit longer ago, and then um, didn't realize it was canceled till today when you told me you crushed my heart. So <laughs> well, I want to say that where you could pick back up is that respawn, the people that did Titanfall, right? Their other game that they've been working on uh, was the Amy Hennig, which is the writer for Uncharted. She mm-hmm. left uh, during before Uncharted Four. You know, during the writing of Uncharted Four, they ended up. She left Naughty Dog, um, Bruce, and um, why is my name skipping out? What's he do? The writer at Naughty Dog. It's not Eric. It's a. Uh... Oh no no no! Hold on hold on. Oh no! Anyway, Bruce, oh, not, not Naughty God, <laughs> Naughty Dog. Um, anyway, uh, it was Bruce Straley, and um, they ended up taking over writing from her and, and directing and writing. Um, Neil, Neil Druckmann. Yeah, Neil Druckmann. I was like, he just did an interview with, with Herman Holst. It was yeah. awesome too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that that it gives you some solace. They're doing a very narrative-driven uh, game in the Star Wars universe with uh, in the Star Wars universe yeah and that's the next game but it's already been they talked about it a lot they haven't announced the game but it's already been announced that uh, Respawn are working on a Star Wars universe game with Amy Hennig leading writing and the director I want to say on this is Stig Asmussen which is the director for God of War 3 um, and he's the one that had that cancelled space game uh, that Sony Santa Monica are working on 
and there, man, there was some cool stuff. Anyway, it was a game that never ended up being announced, but they canceled it. Um, so anyway, not to get off too far on a tangent, but look, you get a little bit of a of some solace. There will yeah. be a good Star Wars game. Yeah, um, but as far as big hopes and dreams for Sony's E3s goes, there's not a whole lot I'm expecting. You know, what? we got Kingdom Hearts three that could possibly be uh, be announced with an actual release date. I would die. That, I would have a heart attack. That's something I've been burned by Kingdom Hearts. Do before. we want to do a watch along kind of style thing? Should we make a Twitch and do a watch along for that? If, yeah, I was gonna say if if, if we get an audience, yeah, if um, we get an audience and get there. I hope but, my PC should be on a stream fine. No, I'm not talking about technical and streaming. I'm talking about technical as in getting everything set up properly. Yeah, uh, but you know that would be fun. But you know, I'm Kingdom Hearts three. Me and Joe were talking about it earlier. I got Persona five today or yesterday. What else is there this year <laughs> to yeah, look forward well, to? All of it hit so early. But yeah. So I'm, like yeah, the rest a... of the year, uh, Destiny Two is something I'm extremely excited for. So I'll be playing that. But as far as E3 goes, there's really nothing for me there. I mean, I'm gonna be excited. Sony was probably may surprise me. You know, we got the Crash Bandicoot collection on June 30th. Yeah. So um, something I'm excited for. Okay. But... Well, so what's your what's your, what are your dreams? That that was my dream. Kingdom Hearts. No, no, well, that's part of it, yeah. So your dream uh, is to just be excited. Just to be excited. <laughs> so, uh, so your dream is for, for something you never would have expected to happen. Well, here, here's one way they can catch me is that, and see, this is something that, um, with Kingdom Hearts 3 getting a release date, is something that I'm not expecting. So I'm letting my guard down intentionally to be surprised. So I'm letting my hopes get low. <laughs> Lower your expectations so, so you, you can know, be that far exceeded. And then I hope, and I know it's not really going to happen, but I hope... And this doesn't even really relate to E3 at this point. This is just being dreamful. I hope they bring back Metal Gear games on PS4. That's just a want that I have really, really badly. Well, we'll see. I got it on the Vita, and I don't like the controls. But that's I said last episode, I'm really picky about controls. Okay. Well, I'm going to get into my dreams. Yeah. I, I'm a little more of a dreamer than you, it appears. I have a couple of things. That's true. Okay, so, I see a couple things in there, too. Okay, so my one of my main ones is that... Uh, I know that you know this, uh, but for those of you, we're obviously pretty new. I am a huge fan of the Sly series. I've right, always as loved you should be. Games. It's a great, st- um, great, great uh, stealth game. So my and hope, platformers. yeah, my hope that we see is I hope that we see Sly Five because if you don't know, uh, Sly Four, uh, Thieves in Time, that game ended on a cliffhanger. Um, no spoilers or anything, you know, just cliffhanger, which they games tend to do. But it ended on a cliffhanger that I would really like to see resolved. And so my hope and my, and I do think it's a little bit of a, a crazy dream because Sly 4 did not blow up sales-wise. Um, I hope that we see Sly 5 announced, uh, whatever they want to call it, and I hope that the developer is still Sanzaru. Because one of the things I always say about Sly 4 is that it was so impeccably made and they know what Sly fans were looking for, that if you put Sly 1 through 4 in front of someone who's never played them, they played them all, and then you ask them which one you was would, made by a different person. You wouldn't know. Someone actually probably think it was the first slide because it's the most different of them. It's all. the most linear. It's, it's, so, it's very linear. So um, it's definitely something that I would be excited for. That um, mm-hmm. most definitely, I would. Yeah. I, I, that's not something I would think of being an E three either. Yeah. Well, I, that's one of them surprises that Sony could throw in that would that would shock me. But I can also see that being PSX because that's that's the venue for people who like this style of thing. That's true. Like you know the stuff that's going to get to the fans more than the big mainstream audience. That is very so. True. Who knows? Uh, my other hope, which is also a wild goose egg of a dream. Yeah, it is. I'm looking. <laughs> at it. I want it though. What I hope we see is some form of a Vita successor or just a new PlayStation handheld announced. And I know that that seems highly unlikely. And if they were to do something like that, it would probably be at its own event, much like they did for Vita when it was known as NGP uh, Next Gen Portable and PS4 got its own uh, event. It seems unlikely, definitely with, you know, I think that if anything, they would try and go the Switch route 
but that means we're not going to see anything until PS5, and that's only if PS5 is a hybrid console. And I don't think Sony's... I'd rather see Sony not try and go into that market because I think, like I've, I've told you before, Horizon was such a crazy game to me. I can't see something like Horizon on the Switch or, yeah. like, or, or even what could be a hybrid console that far ahead from now. Well, so let's just say we get a PS5 is a hybrid console in 2019. Yeah, and we'll see. That's And there's something I want to interject real quickly. Um, there's a lot of things we want from a Vita, which we could talk about in another episode. But I I don't want a touchscreen. Touchscreen's not the issue, though. It, Back touchpad is. But I'm not. this is not a conversation. Right, I'm just saying. We that's, will uh, go off on an extreme tangent. And it'll be three hours long, and nobody has time to listen to a three-hour podcast. Yeah, we don't want that. So we'll, we'll do that as a... We'll get our thoughts together and actually kind of do that as another episode. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Um, so my other ones are... With Crash Insane Trilogy, the one thing that broke my heart is that we did not get any form of Crash Team Racing. Yeah. And it kills me deep inside. So my hope is that because of the... There's been a lot of outcry for there to be some form of Crash Team Racing. Uh, So my hope is that either we see them HD remake it as a standalone game, not part of the Insane Trilogy, because I I think at this point they've branded it the Trilogy. They wouldn't add this. Uh, And if it's not going to be a a remake like the Insane Trilogy is going to be, then I want it to be uh, the PS1... Uh, style game but like a PS1 classic um, kind of like the Toy Story things and whatnot. but I want it to be like the PS2 on PS4 thing where they up to 1080p yeah uh, they don't have any PS1 classics on PS4 exactly so if we see that or they actually do a couple of Star Wars ones that came out they do mm-hmm. but um, huh. I'd like to see it be up 1080p just to make it look a little cleaner and trophy support and that would, that would make me happy because I would, I would love to have a Platinum in Crash Team Racing whether it be a remake or a remaster. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my next one. And I think there's a decent chance for that. But my next one is really, really... I would just love to see it. Um, I would like to see a near remake. And this is also kind of up there because they've loosely talked about it. I would like to see a remake of the original Nier uh, from the PS3 360 era. Uh, that was back in 2010. Uh, I'd like to see a remake from the ground up for PS4. And I would like it to be co-developed again, just like Automata was, by Square... Uh, Yoko Taro directed right. and everything again and just have Platinum be the developer behind it. And I think that, that would be fantastic. And it would appeal to people like me who played near Automata that did not play the rest of them. So give us yeah. that chance to experience Well, did you story. did you go back and play more of Automata or are you still about like, six hours in? I got Persona 5. <laughs> I can't say <laughs> You're never going to play about, that game. Yeah, I, well, the, part of the reason I also think that this has some footing as a chance of happening uh, or at least an HD remaster of Nier is that um, in Europe... The, the reception for Nier Automata was so good, or so well, whatever you want to say, um, that they are reprinting the PS3 disc in Europe specifically. Uh, ah. And so it'd be interesting to see that uh, either... I doubt they'd repress over here because the PS3's market's kind of dead in, in the United States. Yeah, moved pretty along. much. So I think you'd either see an HD remake um, or a ground-up, and that would be awesome. Uh, and Yoko Taro has already talked about it, uh, remaking Nier 1 if the demand was high enough. It, it happened so, in Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 on PS4. So Well, yeah, but that was a that was a remaster. So he was talking about real remake. From oh, the from the up. ground up. Yeah. Okay, I so, thought he was wanting to do it. If, if, yeah, if Now, it, he's talked about that with other things, and that's part of this, too. If we don't see a Nier remake or remaster, then I want to see either a Drakengard trilogy, which is yeah. Drakengard 1, 2, and 3, or a Drakengard 3 specifically HD remastered because I don't know uh, how many of... That game was pretty niche. I mean, it was a great game. I love that game to death. But it had 
I don't know who all played it, but it had performance issues. It would it would stutter sometimes. It looked like very early PS3 games graphics, but the game is extremely fun and the story is great. So I'd like to see that game get its due justice in, a, in at least an HD remake where they can smooth out the frame rate, they can bump the resolution, they can redo some of the textures. Uh, and I just think I would love to play that game again because I've only beat it the first time and there's five endings. So... So does that mean that Dragon Guard Two is technically in the same universe as Nier as well? No, uh, no. Dragon Guard One breaks off uh, the the true ending of Dragon Guard One, which I'm pretty sure is still ending E. Uh, that those events lead into the events of Nier, and then Nier's events happen well before Nier Automata. But there's some there's some carryover. Yeah, yeah. So, so no spoilers, obviously. But that's, no, that's no, an no interesting spoilers. universe. Right and you there. can play Nier Automata without playing Nier One. But there's a lot of stuff in Automata that calls back for people who uh, who played one. Uh, so if not a Drakengard HD of anything, then a new Drakengard with Yoko Taro directing in Platinum and Square co-developing again. Because I think that that is a really match made in heaven it for is. those styles of games. Yeah. Um, and that's what people have been Dude. raving about is how fun well, Nier Atomic is. too. Yeah. Which, the first Nier was like that too. Uh, going through my next one, people shit on the, the the first one all they want to. I still think it was a fantastic game. I, w- I want to see Ready at Dawn come up on stage, and I want them to announce The Order 1887. Yeah, um, game I picked up for $10, and I absolutely loved it. I think it's worth more than that. But how I'm much excited. more you don't yeah, know. Because you more? played it at a different thing. I played it at launch and I got uh, both of the collector's editions. I have my statues back here. Uh, and I sold the second copy because I didn't want the game twice. But A, supporting the developer, getting the statues I want. I also just, I thought the game was fantastic. Now, I don't oh, yeah. want to say the game was perfect. It's not. No game is really perfect. But that game is an easy 8 out of 10, if not more. 8.5 if I had to give it my rating probably 8.5 out of 10 I think a sequel would fix all of the issues that the first game had which were already scarce and I think if you knew what you were going into the first game a lot of people enjoyed it when they knew what they were getting into oh, but yeah. some people had expectations that were going to be hard to meet because it was just never I think what the vision of the game was yeah like I saw it on a so flash sale for the game, uh, the game ends setting up a sequel, and uh, I would very, very much like to see a sequel announced yeah. and, and, and capitalized on. And the game sold over a million copies, regardless of how people felt about it or or how the, the vocal minority who are all over the internet feel about it. I know that there's a lot of people, and everybody I've recommended it to has liked it. I've literally not told a single person. I told my uncle about it. He's not even really that big in the games. He picked it up. He thought it was awesome. Yeah. I, I told you about it, obviously. You, you got it. You thought it was good. Yeah. I mean, I, everybody I know who I've recommended it to has loved it yeah and see um, for me picking it up on a flash sale could be different but the game it it is short but yeah. it is but it's not great, super short yeah you know? i was gonna say it's it's i think my save was 10 hours to platinum yeah so that sounds about right and that game could be platinum in one playthrough yeah it was about 10 hours to platinum and um six and a half otherwise so nah there's no way the platinum took you that long no, 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 six and a half. Otherwise, platinum was ten hours. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's no, but oh, you're talking about the two and a half hour gap or three and a half hour gap for the platinum? Yeah, that shouldn't be that like that. I mean, you can platinum in first roll through. Even if you go back, it's really easy to platinum that game. I mean, easy. That game is if you, natural playthrough. You're talking eight to twelve hours, depending on how good you are. Yeah, but I would, people lie about that other mess. They're saying it's three hours without cutscenes, but cutscenes <coughs> are intrinsically part of the game. They're like that in Uncharted. Nobody takes time away from Uncharted for its cutscenes. It, it was just unfair standards. People set expectations, much like you were talking about earlier. They set their expectations too high. Well, no, the, the only thing that takes so long is that the um, 
collectibles. There's no way to distinguish how many you have out of There's all no them. menu. Yeah. yeah. Talk so, about it. so that can take a, a good little while if you like that kind of stuff. Well, my next one was Kingdom Hearts 3 release date, but I think that that's impossible because like I said, it's been so long since we've seen anything for Final Fantasy 7. I think it's one or the other. It's either Kingdom Hearts or it's Final Fantasy. Yeah. And it seems like it's Final Fantasy's time in the limelight right now. Uh, even I if agree. it's just announcing it again and showing new gameplay and kind of giving it a release window, but maybe not. We may see Kingdom Hearts 3. There is literally no way to tell. So... We're hopeful. <laughs> uh, and then my last and final, uh, which is really, I guess I'm going to say two more. Uh, I love the Resistance series, and I think the Resistance 3 specifically is the best first-person shooter I've ever played. I think story-wise, gun-wise, how inventive it was, uh, I, that game was just literally fantastic. I've It's been that it's been so long since I felt that way about a first-person shooter again since um, that I would really like to see. I don't think it would be Insomniac, even though after, I think, 2011 was Resistance 3, so maybe six years later they'd be interested in, re- in, in in coming back into that world, but it seems unlikely. But worst case scenario, as long as they don't do what they did with the Vita and give it to some ridiculous developer who doesn't really care about the what franchise. Was that Burning Skies? Uh, yeah, Resistance Burning Skies, and I want to say the developer of it was... I can't remember the name right now, but they're not, they developed the Call of Duty game for Vita, which was also not very good. So, I got it. Um... So if we get something about that just being announced to be in development, that would be awesome. Uh, what I would also like to see, if not at least a new Resistance game yet, I would like to see Sony do what they've done elsewhere, which is release a trilogy, HD trilogy. Oh, yeah. They don't cost much to do, and it gets people back in. And depending on the sales of that, debate whether they want to come out and put the effort towards a new Resistance. I would love that, and I would love to replay those games in HD again uh, on PS4. It's been a while since I've played them anyway. I played three recently, but one and two are still great games. Was uh, um, was three the one you brought over that one time and set your PS3 up and we played over at, over at Ed's? Yeah, that was that was uh, that was a uh, two two. Okay, yeah, yeah. it was, was fun while we played. Yeah, that game was, was that's really the fun only experience I've ever had with any of them. Yeah, uh, so if not, like I said, if not a new game, then HD remake that hopefully leads to the chances of a new game. Uh, and with that being said, I would also like to see an HD collection of Infamous one and two. So if we, see, cool. if we see either of those, I would like to redo Infamous uh, 2 specifically because I'm one or two trophies short of the Platinum because it fucked me out of the uh, beat the game on hard one. It just glitched and didn't give it to me. So I need to go back and get that Platinum. But if I can just go and play it on PlayStation 4 instead, I'll just do that. That's so true. Those are, my, those are my dreams, and I think that that's really good. Um, so... Those are the rest of my my kind of dreams, and that's what I mean. So hopefully, the way the E three rolls out is we get a little bit of our hopes and dreams, yeah, and we yeah. get a little bit of if our not, our standard expectations. If not, surprises uh, are good too. Yeah. So um, we do have something new though. We uh, have some uh, some viewer response mail. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we got our first emailed in response, and this was actually in response to last episode where we talked about what we thought Scorpio meant for the gaming market as a whole, right? And kind of actually what it meant for PlayStation and what they wanted to do moving forward. And while we kind of we 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 sided with PlayStation and we stated our reasons, but we've actually gotten in this response, uh, we've gotten their reasons of why they think. Um, that that they are they they're in agreement with us. They agree that PlayStation is going to keep the stranglehold. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shorten this down a little bit. So if you're watching Four Phase Delta, just know. Obviously, I've read the whole thing, but it's a little long winded. So I'm gonna try and pull the. I'm trying to pull the bulk of it in and kind of condense it down. Um, but yeah, this is fa- uh, Four Phase Delta, and he's a he's a guy I met on Reddit. Super cool, um, and he says. That um, just about every video game podcast headline this week has been on Project Scorpio, its specs and predictions on what it will do to the gaming market. Here are my thoughts from a gamer and psychological uh, psychological perspective. So in this, he kind of actually goes into 
Um, 4K TVs and what the 4K TV market is now versus what it was and why he still thinks that the 4K TV market is not going to burgeon enough for a, a console to kind of be supported by it. So he talks about how when the PS4 Pro was announced... Uh, that same year, Sony had actually released uh, a good amount of consumer-friendly and also somewhat appropriately priced models of 4K HDR TVs. Right. One in specific, which is the same one I have, which is the XBR um, X800D. Yeah, Great TV, but it's minimum spec, which is, you know, if you go into what 4K HDR implies if you get true HDR, you have to have a 10-bit panel, and it has to have a wide color gamut. So right. while there are other 4K HDR TVs in the market at a somewhat acceptable price, a lot of them suffer in the, they either have an 8-bit panel, yeah. or they have a 10-bit panel, but they don't have a wide color gamut. Or they don't have HDR. Or they don't have HDR at all if they are 4K. There's obviously a lot of TVs like that. So he's saying that, you know, Sony, when they released that, they also thought through and released a 1080p HDTV, uh, HDR TV, um, which is true. Um and he's saying that, you know, with the amount of money that a 4K HDR TV costs, and definitely one that are typically the sizes that they recommend, which is somewhere from 50 inches onward, so anywhere from 49 naturally is where they have them onward, yeah. um, you're, you're typically looking at around $1,000, if not more, for a TV. Yeah. So he's saying, you know, there's there's going to be a chunk of the market that are obviously going to like the 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 cutting edge of technology. There always is. I'm one of them. When I bought my Pro, I bought my TV as well. Yep. So what Xbox Scorpio is kind of banking on, definitely with this 4K talk they keep going on, is that they're banking on people to A, want to buy the Scorpio, and B, also want to shell out if they don't already have the TV capable. And you're talking about a $600 console plus at least $1,000 elsewhere to get the TV that's really going to give you the best playing experience on it. Okay? So... He, he talks about, you know, there was a lot of people that came over to PS4 from Xbox specifically at the turn of the generation uh, because the E3 was just anti-gamer. It really was. You know, Xbox is... Not, not Xbox is E3, I'm sorry. The Xbox One announcement yeah. was very, very anti-gamer. Uh, and then that made E3 very easy because Sony just walked out and said, hey, here's the PS4. It doesn't have any of these restrictions that, not a cable that the Xbox has. And then they just dropped the mic and yeah. went E3. Uh, so close to the end of his, which is a pretty good summary, he says, uh, let's see, uh, and I love this analogy, he says, um, he says, buying the Scorpio will be like having a new Porsche, but every street you drive on has potholes. You won't even be able to enjoy the car because the roads suck. Now, for those who are willing to drop an additional $1,000 plus uh, for a TV, that will give you the best experience possible. They will get to enjoy driving that Porsche, but the majority of folks aren't willing to uh, aren't willing to uh, spend $1,500 or more um, or even have that to blow. And he says the folks who got the PS4 Pro were the folks who were willing to upgrade their TV to go along with it. Like I said, I'm one of those people. In order to play the Scorpio the way it's meant to be played, you'll need a Sony X900E at the least, which is $1,200 for the 49-inch version. Microsoft will have the best console, but no one will be willing to buy a TV for the experience. Um, which is a, a very valid point. So he says Sony's next console, the PS5, will be um, the next generation. And it will be for the next generation. Uh, so I think he's saying that 4K TVs will and 4K market will have, will have gotten higher there. Uh, and he says, I don't think they'll make anything else for this current generation because they don't need to. And I do agree with that point. Now, one thing I didn't touch on that he goes into in this is he talks about people who are walking into stores and seeing 50 to 60 inch uh, 1080p TVs for three to $400 or 400 to $500. And they're snatching those up quicker than they're looking at a 
$650, 42-inch that's a 4K HDR, and they go, why buy that when I can buy this huge 1080p? Yeah. So I think it's a good point, but I know that when we originally talked about it, you had a little bit of a little bit of a disagreement with it. I know you said you agree with most of what he's saying, but yeah. you want to go into that? Yeah, so uh, first I'd like to thank you, Four Face Delta, for, uh, for taking your time to even send us the mail because yeah. this is a great thing that we can start doing now, and it's a great way to communicate with people. Your, uh, your whole entire email, I agree with. There's just one part that it's not necessarily that I, I, I disagree with, but it's a way that you could look at it differently. And we've hit a ceiling, and it's a power ceiling. 4K, our consoles can now hit. PCs have been able to hit it for quite a while now. But now we hit 4K. Now it's about performance. 60 frames, you, uh, 30 frames is going to be something that I believe is going to go out. Um, some people prefer 30 frames per second. I prefer 60. Um, I think you'll see option. I yeah. think you'll see the option to flip between either because there are people that don't like the, the motion that you feel with 60 frames per second. Yeah, it is something that could take because the used th- to. Because a game like The Order or Uncharted, very cinematic games, that 30 frames per second gameplay really <clears> fits <throat> that cinematic style they're going for well, because movies are shot in 24 frames. Yeah, and see, I could even play those in 60 frames. I don't think I'd have an issue with it. No, I but can't say The that Last till... of Us actually felt a, a little more weird to me in 60 frames per second than huh. it did in 30. No, it felt, um, well, no, it felt it's, fine. It's, it's full preference, but it felt different and it, and it did take away from the cinematicness of it a little bit to me. It was it was, it was was almost too smooth. Yeah. And, and that, it, that that film-like aspect that that game had was lost. Yeah, and I could see how that could be uh, a preference for some people and it makes uh, makes sense. But um, I don't think that you have to spend $1,200 on a TV to get your full enjoyment out of a Scorpio or a PS4 Pro for that matter. Um, I think it's definitely going to improve. But uh, just like Brett was saying, he has the uh, X800D that's the Sony 4K TV. It has a PS4 Pro, and it looks beautiful. Playing, I watched him play Horizon on it, and my jaw dropped. I have a 1080p. It is gorgeous on that thing. So it just doesn't mean that you don't have to spend that much money to, to accomplish it. and You don't have to spend that much money to enjoy it. And there's going to be, of course, a difference of wanting to enjoy it and wanting to get the best. And... Um, you know, just buying the like, let's say if the Scorpio costs six hundred, then the TV costs six hundred. That's twelve hundred dollars for both instead of twelve hundred dollars on a TV, and you get your full enjoyment out of it because it's it's one of those things that I will never notice unless I'm sitting side by side with a comparison, and and I'll be perfectly fine with it. But like I said, nothing negative against you or anything. You make great points. It's just something that I think of differently. Um, and you know, with that power ceiling, I think that we're gonna start seeing a new trend of. I need these consoles to do games that if you can't, if you don't have a 4K TV, you have 1080p TV. 99% of people do. If they don't, they have 720. Um, who have these consoles? And I think that if you have a 1080p, you should get power boosting mode for all games. I don't know how that can be developed into any older games. I think games, it would work, and I think it would just be a much like the pros doing where you, you get choose that boost your performance mode. mode. Yeah, yeah. You choose your performance. I mean, and you know. some people would take 10, 1080p 60. 60 frames over 4K 30. Yeah, they will. And they will. Uh, I think that as long as those consoles can push, you know, 1080p 60 and then 4K 30 and then 4K 60 on first party games, I think that they're both going to be successful. You know, P, uh, PlayStation pushing that games, games, games. Um, that's why I'm really excited to see Microsoft E3 because I'm I'm wondering what they have. They have to have something. They have to have something up their sleeve, whether it's them selling the Xbox at four hundred to take a huge loss. If they I, if they if Scorpio comes no out way. at four hundred dollars and they take Consoles a loss, consoles being profitable for the first time ever in a generation, they're gonna want to hold on to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just I'm waiting because it's gonna be an exciting. They, they may sell them pretty much at cost. 
you know, yeah. more or less. Yeah, but if 400 is, if they announce it, I think uh, I'm definitely going to be very surprised. There's no and, way they're doing 400, man. 500 is the bare minimum. Well, But we we'll talked see. about that last <laughs> week. So, yeah. Uh, but like we said, moving forward, we did create a new Twitter. Uh, so Triangle Squared is our Twitter. If you ever want to kind of tell us your thoughts or what you want to talk about next or what you want us to talk about next uh, on future episodes, drop by there if you ever want to tell us what you think about it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about our episodes or if you want to rebuttal. You can tweet at us. You can let us know in the comments below in the video um you could you could email us um so yeah and i, I we'll put the link in the description on the twitter um uh, if you ever have any fan mail any viewer mail if you want to ask us a question if you want to you know we can't obviously have we don't have time to do everybody's but if there's something that is something in this episode and we we want to talk about in the next episode go ahead and shoot us a twitter uh message or a youtube message if you don't have twitter because i know not everybody has twitter yeah and try and keep it condensed so it's a little easier to fit in the episodes but um uh Four Phase Delta already acknowledged that he went a little long in the tooth there. Uh, oh, so, hey, that's fine. I so it's fine, and, and I think his points were very, were very valid. Oh so, yeah, yeah, we definitely appreciate it, and hopefully more of y'all will feel compelled to uh, to email us or Four Phase Delta. You can email us anytime you want, man. Um, but yep, yeah, moving forward, uh, I think that we are pretty much clear with this. So remember, this is Triangle Squared, and every Monday, twelve p.m. P, uh, CST, ten a.m. PST. We will launch a new episode, and if we're ever not going to hit that, which seems very unlikely, we will let you know beforehand. Yep, you um, need to follow our Twitter for that kind of information. Well, we'll try and let you know the weeks before. <laughs> right. You know, we, we can always pre-record episodes for when we have to be out for Saturdays or whatever, because we record on Saturdays. But yeah. anyway, uh, until next time, this has been Triangle Squared. Episode 3. Thank you.